There is something I want to tell you. Really? Yeah. Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing yes. right now. But I'm, I'm wearing I'm going to go change my clothes. I'll be right I'm back. I'm already wearing it. <laughs> Listen, th- this is why we like Mac Weldon. First of all, they don't mind if you swear in your ad reads, so shit. Second of <laughs> <Butts>. all, <laughs> sex. Um, <laughs> penis. Where? Uh, uh, it is where I come from. Uh, so Mac Weldon makes awesome things, right? They make underwear, boxers, t-shirts, uh, hoodies, sweatpants, etc. They make and socks. They make a lot of stuff. Uh, using their website at MACKWeldon.com is super easy. The website's a breeze. The products themselves are awesome. First of all, they're all natu- they're all naturally. It's not a word, but they are that. They're also all naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. Uh, the three hosts of this show spend a lot of time making odors, but the the garments don't care. They're totally anti. They're super comfortable. If you order boxers, and you're like, you know what? I hate these boxers. Besides the fact that you're a crazy person, Mac World doesn't even care. They're like, fine, just keep them. We'll refund your money. You keep the boxers. That's how much they know you're going to love them. They don't just look good. They feel good. They work in any situation. They're awesome. I am wearing Mack Weldon right now. I tr- is 100% true. I threw away all of my non-Mack Weldon boxers. So chew on that. You, yes, you can save 20% on, at Mack Weldon by going to MacWeldon.com and using the promo code REBOUND. Please That's don't chew on Lex's discarded boxers, though, if you're nah. chewing on me. <laughs> yeah, but go buy some, go buy some uh, discounted Mack Weldons courtesy of REBOUND. I mean, it's the rebound, but the code is rebound. You get the idea. Go do it, and that's the uh, that's the point. Thank you, Mac Weldon. So and that's the and show, that's the, and that's the show. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that's that's enough for a show, really. That says it um, all. What more could we say? We should do a show about underwear. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it would just be a it would just be a long Mac Weldon read. Well, that that I don't seems, think there's, there's that seems no, like a conflict of interest. There's no. Yeah, I know it kind of is, but there's nothing else to say after that. I think we call that branded content. We just talk about how bad the other underwear is. Yeah. Uh, so technology and stuff, huh? No, How about no. that, guys? I've, I've, I've decided to move on. You done with tech? Yeah, yeah, I'm done with it. Back to Again? sticks and rocks for me. <laughs> wow. Huh. You should read my new magazine. Wow. Sticks and rocks. Stick, sticks and rocks world. <laughs> and things. <laughs> Do you capitalize the W? Uh, it's intercapped, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Anything happening? We, I feel like we've... Uh, it's been February and the beginning of March tend to be kind of a slow period. Not much going on. Well, we're waiting, right? We're in a holding pattern. Well, you're in a holding pattern. For jeez, <laughs> man, Dan is Dan is like Dan just thinks that he and I are going to fight this, no, this no, entire I'm to, episode. I'm trying to make it, and happen. so he's like, he's yeah, yeah, right. He's, he's it's a fait accompli with you. Is that a kind of cheese? Yes. yes, it's a delicious cheese. <laughs> it's a white cheese. I'm sorry, um, John. I love you. I want you to know hard that. cheese, hard cheese, Dan. <laughs> hard <laughs> cheese to you. <laughs> oh man, I'm just waiting for my small phone. That's, you know, <laughs> so I got you nothing. I got nothing. Phone. I got like two weeks. I, I got like you know. I, I'm picturing you know, a phone I, delivered to John by like gnomes or something. <laughs> yeah, I, that would be cool. Dan, did you uh, did you order any of the new Echo things? I did. I ordered an Echo Dot. Why? I don't know. <laughs> so explain. So explain the difference with the Dot. Um, did you have you have to have an Echo for the Dot? Right? No. Is that right? You do not. No. Okay. That's incorrect. That, that is not right. 
Um, I thought isn't there, isn't there one that you order through the Echo though? Yes, although only, there are yeah. workarounds. You can order it right. through. There are ways, other ways to get at it. So the Echo Dot is basically it's essentially a cheap. Think of it like an Echo Mini, like the iPad Mini. Is basically it seems to do pretty much everything that the full size Echo does. Um, I believe oh, it has a worse speaker. Okay, so wait, it has there's... a worse speaker. Um, but it also has audio output, so you could hook it up to another set of speakers. Such as so the idea is if you have Sarah speakers system. that you love, um, right. like your house's wife or speakers or something, you can plug in the dot to those, and then you can say to the dot, hey, play this, and it'll play it on your other speakers. Correct. That's the general idea. It also works over, apparently, you can pair it with Bluetooth output. The, the existing Echo, you can pair with Bluetooth for input, so you can pair your phone and have your phone's audio play through the Echo. Whereas this, you could pair a Bluetooth speaker with the Echo Dot and have it play audio through that speaker. So, yeah. I mean, that. It's a little more, it's, you know, it's kind of like an airport uh, express. A little bit. Um, but is this the one that does not have the always on or is it the other no, one? No, it does. The other one. Okay. The other, the one, other one's like the, okay, so there's like a, the Dot is just a shorter. It's a, yeah, Echo Mini. Echo. We'll call it Echo Whereas, Mini. whereas the, um, what, what's the, the other one? The other one's, the other one's like the, a handheld one, It's right? called the Tap and it's a, tap. basically a Bluetooth speaker that has, you know, like Siri functionality, right? Like you, you press a button and hold it and you can ask and you can, you know, tell it to do things or ask questions. But it's like a portable Bluetooth speaker with a rechargeable battery. Okay. So just to be clear, I'm not I'm not buying any of these. Yeah, no. I don't understand. Wait, so wait, what is the tap? So the it's tap you actually speaker. have to tap. Yeah, it's a Bluetooth. It's a portable battery yeah, that's, so that powered one does not have speaker on. with yes, with a button that you listening. can press to use Alexa. It's sort of portable, right? It's portable, but it's not going to do any Alexa-ish things unless it's uh, no relation, unless it's on. It's got to be connected Wi-Fi. to something. Correct. Although it can, they were saying it could tether to your phone. So. Oh yes, it can use a mobile hotspot. Right. There you well, go. So it's it's. I mean, but it's not really tethering, right? It's just the fact that your phone has a Wi-Fi network. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Does your dog have a Wi-Fi network? Uh, Is your dog no. getting a connection? Is that why? Is that why uh, your dog? Yeah, your dog is alerting you that it does not have a connection currently. He's right. getting the echo dog. It's only one letter away from the echo dog. <laughs> the echo bark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and you know, I don't know the tap. I'm not sure. I don't really get the. I mean, it's not any. It's not super expensive compared to a lot of other portable Bluetooth speakers, depending on the sound quality. Like there are a bunch of other portable portable speakers that run in that same sort of one hundred twenty dollar range. Um, and this has Alexa, so I guess for some people that could be interesting. It is nice also if it lets you do some of the stuff that Alexa can do in terms of, like, you can tell it to pair with your phone rather than going through the process of, like, you know, going through the Bluetooth settings on your phone. So that's nice. It's got some, you know, features in that regard, but I'm not sure that the, uh, I asked for a review unit of that one. We'll see if I get one. Who did you ask? Amazon. (laughs) Alexa, <laughs> my mom. <laughs> Alexa, could I have a review unit, please? Uh, yeah. So the, I, don't know. Uh, I didn't buy okay. either of them. I do like that the 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 tap comes with a, or you can buy an optional sling for it. It's nice. Yeah, it so makes it look like a water bottle. Grill. Yeah. So the dot is ninety bucks. The Alexa is one hundred and eighty. The tap, and then is, oh, the right, tap right, right. is what? One twenty. One thirty. One thirty. The tap is the tap is one thirty. Yes, it is. Oh, I thought the tap would be less. I think, I mean, if you look at some of the other Bluetooth speakers that they compare it against, a lot of them sort of play in that $100 to $120 That they compare it against. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard the sound quality of it. I have a Bluetooth speaker that costs $30. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it has $30 sound. <laughs> and it, it has $30 sound, but it works in my my uh, shower, so. um, Yeah, so, I don't know. I The dot, I think, is... I'm going to guess their biggest goal with the dot is essentially driving adoption because they got it under a hundred bucks. Therefore uh, that hits impulse buy range for a lot of people um, as opposed to the, the full size echo, which is twice the price. You have to assume though, that the dot sounds terrible by itself. Like that I would assume speaker. So. if it's that small, I mean, not that the echo is going to win any prizes for Bluetooth for sound for Bluetooth speakers, but it's, it's perfectly fine. Um, it's very loud too. I mean, I've been impressed with like, you know, the volume it can get, but it's not, if you put that up against a decent set of speakers, it will lose every time. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know, even a, right. it's not right. designed for that, right? Like that's, it's not designed to be the best in class speaker. It's designed to, you know, produce audio. And like, if you're listening to like the radio or something, totally fine. I even listen to music to it on sometimes if I'm in the kitchen, but like, you know, you, if you put it up against like an actual nice set of speakers, it's not very good. But I mean, huh. ninety bucks to get into the Alexa market. It seems like a decent amount. What's uh? What's <laughs> I'm looking at the dot page, and they're saying Amazon or Echo Dot has skills. Here's all the things it's learning. And some of them, you know, Alexa, ask Uber to request a ride. That's not terrible. I'd much rather say, you know, Alexa, get me an Uber, but whatever. But then it's also Alexa, ask TV shows what time does The Walking Dead start? Who the hell's gonna say that? <laughs> ask TV shows, and like TV shows is capitalized so that you can realize as you're looking at this web page. I guess that that's because you have to tell the app. But yeah, that's like, yeah. yeah, I do not do that. Well, that so here's stupid. the question. I mean, that's, that's you know, uh, the Echo has all those third-party capabilities built in, which is something that we've wanted for Siri for a long time, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's definitely so how do you, how do you do that anyway? How do you, yeah, how do you do that better? And I think the answer is there's probably a way, but it might be pretty hard because, I mean, it's like, you know, the fact that I have mine set up to do a couple of the IFTTT <laughs> recipes. And it's like you have to say trigger at the beginning. Um, yeah. because I just want everybody to know the ice cream truck is here. I don't know if you can hear it, but it is here. So wow. I want everybody to know. What's the weather like there? Do you have an ice cream truck already? It is 64 degrees today. Wow. Man. Yeah. So I don't, I just know if you could hear it. So I figured ice I should cream, call it ice cream truck in March. That sounds too early. That's too early. I mean, not, you know, don't get me wrong. If I heard the ice cream truck outside, I would run out. I would drop this podcast like a hot potato and just run outside. Uh, let it Yelling be ice cream, I man, ice cream, man however i did not do that because I, I know i know you're a professional <laughs> or you just well, or you're an ice cream hating monster uh, I, I do hate the ice cream truck like it's overpriced ice cream let's let's call a spade a spade it's the apple wow. of ice cream <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> it's not the apple of ice cream <laughs> oh man it's terrible ice cream it's usually pretty not that great at star ice cream but Right. I don't know. I, I like meant, uh, I like the um, I like any of those bars, those chocolate bars with like the crunchy <laughs> stuff in the outside. Man, I love that stuff. Dan is just shaking his head at what the show has become. I just uh, love that. My favorite I wanna, thing. Well, you guys want to talk about the Alexa? I want to talk about like you know. A I like bar. the stuff on the ice cream truck that's uh, shaped like characters' heads, so like you can get the Dora head or the SpongeBob head, and then like their eyeballs <laughs> and they always or look like, Yeah, and they're, they're and they always look, Yes, right. They look terrible when you open them. Yeah. Dan, what do you like about ice cream? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just doing my own show over here. (laughs) I actually like those chocolate eclair bars. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's a chocolate eclair bar, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Those are tasty. Sure. 
Okay. None of that fruit flavored, like, you know, popsicle like stuff. No, that's not, that's not ice cream. It's frozen no, water. it's not. You're right. It's not ice cream. I mean, occasionally I will go there, but not. Um, yeah, but it's not ice cream. <laughs> Technically speaking. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to move us back to tech. Uh, oh, okay. Fine. Do any of you guys Gently, have um, Gently. Any of you guys have dormant cyber pathogens on your iPhones? Or are you okay? <sighs> on my iPhones? No, not on my iPhones. I might. My iPhone battery has been like freaking out recently, but mm, I, it could like be a dormant, dormant cyber, cyber pathogen. 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 <laughs> could be. I don't know. There's no way to prove it or disprove it for that matter. Uh, if you just give me your code, I can tell you pretty quick. <laughs> you can you can pry it out of my cold, dead, touch <laughs> ID-less hands. That can be. You arranged. can do that. You can tap his screen remotely. Wow, that's kind of interesting. That's that's rude. Um, first of all, I, I do yeah, it with the Amazon tap actually. <laughs> yeah, that's about the dumbest thing I've read in a while. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know about the dormant cyber pathogens, you can just Google it. It's too stupid to even talk about. <laughs> um. Our elected officials. <laughs> I didn't vote for him. <laughs> Nobody here is from New York. Uh, was that the New York guy or was that the... No, that, I guess that guy was... No, uh, but was the, guy, the people at like, New York seems to have gone just like insane. Well, they I mean, had, it seems uh, like the everybody in downtown Manhattan is... Yeah, like, I mean, all the, the, the police. Um, and like there's a head of terrorism... Counterterrorism. Like New York counterterrorism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't yeah. have a head of terrorism in New York, I <laughs> well, hope. Well, eh, fine. Eh, yeah, semantics. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I actually know a guy who works in uh, cyber uh, warfare or something, cybersecurity at the um, NYPD. Oh, uh, is that right? And You should talk to that guy. He, uh, I, I don't know. I haven't talked to him about this particular issue, but he has not been shy about his support for the uh, for you know, strength, strong encryption, essentially. So, um, but you know, there's a difference between, I think the people who are doing the actual, like, I don't know, you get that high, you're, I feel like you're probably more of a politician or bureaucrat in some ways, not to say you probably don't have experience, but I feel like the people who are are doing the work probably, that's one of those places where they don't always agree with what the official stance is. Yeah. I would hope not. I would hope not. Well, I mean, yeah, everybody, I mean, even... Not to make this a political podcast, but even many of the presidential candidates have come out, you know, saying, like, there's got to be a way to make these, you know, two things work together. And it's like, I don't think you understand math <laughs> or possibly, I mean, certainly not computer science, but maybe not math. I understand none of those things. You're actually providing aid to the kidnappers, robbers and murderers who have actually, actually twice, so you know that it's true, well, been recorded actually. on the telephones in Rikers Island telling their compatriots on the outside you got to get iOS 8. It's a gift from God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that, you know, felons in our system are really, like, really sort of banging that software update drum, drum though. Yeah, right. No, I like I, yeah. Hey, you got to get yeah, iOS 8, man. The, it's like it patches all those security holes. Plus, it's keeps got the upgrade the, cycle going. That's why Apple yeah. does so well. It's, it's all the criminals calling from Rikers Island. Uh, plus, these new email features are really great. <laughs> I was thinking today, actually, about how much I, I really do like iOS 9. And then I was thinking, hey, remember uh, third-party keyboards? I feel, I feel like those did not really make it the way I had been hoping. Yeah. So I was just writing a story about some uh, third-party keyboards, and I checked out a couple that I hadn't tried since they, you know, since that initial glut. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them are, I mean, I think the, one of the biggest weaknesses still seems to be Apple's implementation of it, because some of the keyboards yes. are kind of nifty um i i was playing with flexi um i don't know if you've tried that but it's also no relation (laughs) 
<laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, one of the things I like about Flexi or, or that intrigued me about it is they just have essentially turned the third party keyboard into sort of a platform. Um, so like they have all these different, you know, things that you can do to tweak and modify your keyboard. Uh, and a lot of the other keyboards are, you know, they're sort of like one trick ponies, right? Like you, it's like, ah, you can swipe to type things or you've got these little, like, you know, you you can put in gifts or you know, stuff like that. And it's like Flexi has decided to take sort of a broader approach of like, we're going to design a bunch of plugins and let you choose which modules you want to use in your third party keyboard, um, which I think is really clever. Uh, but at the same time, the just the setting up and using third party keyboards and getting them to work reliably on iOS is still a huge pain. Um, not to mention all the security features that make it, you know, that are there for our protection, which is great, but really cause problem or like make it super awkward, right? Like if you go to type in a password in something, it automatically like switches back to the iOS default keyboard. Right. And to me, and uh, you know, I do a lot of transcription, dictation, whatever they call it. Um, if I'm in a quiet place and I have a long message to type and I want it to be riddled with weird word typos. Um, so the fact that like, they don't let the third party keyboards do pass through to that. Like I want the third party keyboard to be able to have the little microphone so I can do the dictation and then go back. Cause switching mm-hmm. between keyboards is just like a world of pain. Yeah. Agreed. So yeah, I, I, that's the biggest problem I've found still is sort of just the, the way that Apple does it. It's not that the keyboards aren't interesting and clever, um, I like the swipe typing on both uh, SwiftKey and Swipe. SwiftKey, I think, recently got bought by Microsoft. Um, so I guess that's it. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> it's clever. Just, just like Minecraft. <laughs> but, I, you know, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like maybe Apple should improve. I have found the keyboard. I don't know. This is an anecdotal thing, I guess. But I have found the keyboard has gotten worse and worse. Or... I'm drunker and drunker. One of those. I think that's, I think it's the latter. No, I agree actually. And my wife complained about this too. Um, I don't know that the keyboard is getting worse or the autocorrect is getting worse or the space bar detection is getting worse, but like it felt like there had been glimmers of hope and then it just got extra crappy again. Are you, are you not having, I I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's the size. Mm -hmm. I knew you were going to say that. Well, I mean, if the shoe you're, you're dealing with you're dealing with a different size phone now, so yeah. But y- your thumbs may be not used to it. But the, it's not like I can't cover the ground. It's just a, and it's in theory a bigger keyboard should mean it's easier to hit the correct letter. You'd think, but at the same time, it seems like maybe they haven't necessarily improved their keyboard keyboard algorithm. Maybe it still thinks I'm typing on a smaller phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that maybe that's part of it. Is just that it's not. Um, fine tuned. maybe the yeah the, maybe the target the targeting is not right or something i don't know but i i would yeah because i run into that problem that like that double space thing and and getting just hit down to the bottom part of it just hitting the wrong thing half yeah. the time and uh, what i would love to see happen with autocorrect at this point is something something smarter when it realizes that you are saying autocorrect you've made a mistake like when you hit delete, sometimes it's like ready to say, oh, do you want me to go back to that other thing? But you have to like, I never get there in time. Do you know what I mean? Like you hit delete and it's like, oh, did you uh, let me oh, suggest yeah. what you had before? But I never get there in time because I'm just deleting everything. Yeah. And I wanted to I wanted to know, oh, geez, let me fix that for you. Let me go back to the way you had it before. And like that to me would be the next step in, in auto correction genius. Well, it's going to be fine for me because I'm going back to a smaller phone. So I don't... or just a couple it. weeks, just a couple weeks. I don't even I don't even know if I'm getting this phone. You know you know what else you might go back to in a couple of weeks? What's that? 
Uh, bed. A brand, yeah, bed, bed. <laughs> and I say that because today's sponsor, this this week's show, is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. Obsessively engineered, American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. And now you, dear listener, can get $50 toward any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash rebound and using code rebound. Or if you prefer code rebound, as we established in a previous show. Listen, you guys spend about a third of your life and a third of my life sleeping. So let's make sure you're doing it on a good mattress. Casper brings together two comfy technologies for better nights and brighter days. Latex foam and memory foam, twice the foam, all the foam you could want. None of that half-calf foam, whatever. I don't know. So those mattresses have just the right sink, just the right bounce, no matter how you sleep. They've got a risk-free trial and return policy. They'll deliver it straight to you, and you can try it for 100 days. Not 99 days, but 100 days. If you're not happy, they'll pick it back up. At the store, maybe you'll get a minute to try the mattress. That's not really long enough to know whether or not you want to sleep on something for the rest of your life. Well, or at least the rest of your mattress's life. So, you know, with Casper, you'll actually get to sleep on it. And that's great. And the prices are very reasonable. It's $500 for a twin-size mattress and $950 for a king-sized mattress. Comparing that to industry averages, that is outstanding. So get $50 towards any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash rebound and using code rebound, or as we said before, rebound. Terms and conditions do apply. Thank you so much to the fine folks at Casper for sponsoring this week's episode of The Rebound. I'm going to bed now. <laughs> I don't know what you guys. But I feel like it. <laughs> Apple got the uh, the shaft from the, the, was it the, the, Supreme, the Court? Supreme Court. Yeah, the Supreme Declining Court. Right? To hear it. Yeah. Declining to hear their <laughs> appeal. Just picture of... the the uh, justices are like just put up their hand like we don't even want to hear it. <laughs> Talk don't to even the start. Um, yeah, I don't know. This four hundred fifty million dollars in the ebook case. This is a weird case because I agree with i think jason snell put it well when he said that like from what it appears technically they broke the law like right there's no there doesn't seem to be a ton of argument i guess i it's a weird case for them to make a stand on because i understand that principally they're thinking like hey we were doing this for the right reasons if we did the wrong thing which is to say breaking amazon's sort of stranglehold on the market but you know i don't know (laughs) Any number of times in my life, I've tried to convince people that I've done something <laughs> dumb or, or like, you know, for, for a, you know, the greater good or whatever. And that excuse is never hold water. Remember trying to, like, explain to your parents, like, when you, you know, did something stupid, like, but you did it for the right reason. Like, that did not, that never got me out of shit. <laughs> so here's, so yeah, here's a perfect example. Um, I remember once getting pulled over for um, blowing through a stop or a yeah, stoplight. And the guy behind me somehow managed to just, like, get away from the cop. So the guy behind me blew through it worse than I did. And I pull over because I'm a nice guy. And the cop stops me and lets the other guy go. <laughs> like, wait right, a minute. Right. And I talked to the guy. I was like, that guy? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but you also but you also broke the law. And it's like, and this I think this is like a, a perfect example of the same thing. Because, you know, if there seems to be a case for an antitrust violation it would be the fact that amazon is effectively a monopoly in the book market and nothing seems to be being done about that yeah but the books are so cheap though that's <laughs> because everybody loves yeah. the cheap books well you're totally right about the the cop example i mean it's not you know a perfect metaphor but i think you're you're right on with the like there's never an ex- you can't say like oh i'm breaking the law but that other guy like that doesn't yeah that other guy was not charged maybe the mistake is that other guy was not charged and that they got away with it but like that doesn't excuse you 
It, so right. yeah, right. I I I don't get the people who are like, you know, uh, Apple should go scot free because because it's Amazon the real threat here. It's like yeah, Amazon may be the real threat, and I I agree with that, but yeah, I don't know. So it's probably you know none of us once again lawyers, but it seems like a pretty sound decision on the Supreme Court's part to say like. <laughs> Sorry, you've been found guilty. <laughs> Is, are none of us At least a couple le- times now, I We're think. We're still not lawyers? No one, no one has gotten a law degree in the last week? I keep trying. I keep getting rejections. I did watch a lot of The People versus O.J. Simpson, so I'm kind of a lawyer. <laughs> Can't we just get, like, a mail order one? I have actually been watching a lot of The Grinder, which is about a guy who pretends to be a lawyer, so I feel like I'm oh. qualified to pretend to be a See? lawyer. There you go. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm kind of hopeful. I, maybe this is a dumb hope, but like maybe the department of justice will go after Amazon now. <laughs> they won't. Seems unlikely. They will not. Yeah. Uh, and maybe Amazon was just much better at like, uh, you know, destroying all the evidence. I mean, it's, I guess it's less, collusion. I mean, it's less that consumers are getting screwed, you know, because of Amazon and more that the, um, the writers and the book producers are getting screwed because of Amazon. Writers. Fuck those yeah, guys. Right. And who cares about those people, right? Dan? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, between that and um, there was another uh, there was another legal related thing. Was it that, oh, they appealed, the the government also appealed the, the uh, drug case we talked about last week with the New York state where they were trying to get into that iPhone. Okay. And we're told the, the magistrate judge shot them down, and now they're, of course, appealing that decision. No shocker there. Uh, I guess it's probably a question of whether that gets to the higher courts before the san bernardino case so because right now there's still no jury still mm-hmm. out as it were <laughs> wow, wow. there's no jury in the jury is not in um i don't know have you have you guys uh tweeted at apple support yet <laughs> i i did tweet at apple support a couple of times to mock them when they <laughs> failed to reply successfully uh, they're really bad to, i don't know what? who's running to that failed failed to supply reply successfully to like they don't know how to write people's replies. questions they, they've, they've now figured it out but the, okay. the first day on the oh, job oh. they were sending out tweets that were meant to be replies but they were just going to everybody because oh. they were not they were not accurately they were not accurately like if you follow any of those support accounts uh that'll happen every once in a while right like they'll like they get the username wrong somehow or they forget to put the space between the username and the first word of their answer. So you'll see the reply where normally you wouldn't see somebody's replies. Uh, but Apple did it multiple times by like losing the username entirely. <laughs> so it's like, great question. Here's that answer. Link. It's like, who are you talking to? You morons. It's always a funny picture in your head because it's like somebody walks into the room like where a bunch of people are having a conversation and it's like, thanks for asking. And they're just standing there yelling at everybody. And you're like, hello, I'm a computer company <laughs> but I, th- I think it's an admirable thing for them to be doing oh uh, yeah yeah it's a i like it you know what's uh, what was interesting was the day that sort of you know they they started that up um there's still no apple itself like as a corporate does not have like a corporate twitter account still there is a at apple account that has never posted anything and has I think like it's not even owned by them right uh it doesn't appear to be i mean there's no way I don't know. You'd have to do some more digging to find out whether or not they actually own it. My guess is somebody registered and is sitting on it, but it's got like, it's got tens of thousands of followers, right? Because everyone assumes it's the Apple account. It's not like they couldn't get it if they wanted to, right? I have to think that it would be pretty easy for them to, but they, for whatever reason, decided they don't want to have sort of like a major official presence. I, although having this 
you know the apple support thing come around um i think it will probably be sooner rather than later that we see an actual apple account but what what actually interested me about this account is that most of the twitter uh, accounts that apple's made to date are all media related accounts like itunes trailers apple music that kind of stuff and they're very promotional whereas this is the first one that actually is essentially soliciting input from other people on twitter which i think is fascinating because for a company that is often considered sort of walled off and like you know issuing proclamations from on high it is it's kind of refreshing to see them get you know sort of down in the dirt with the rest of us and these all go right to Craig Federighi's house. Directly. Right? He's, Craig is running this account. He's the one who couldn't figure out replies. <laughs> that's too bad. That's a shame. That's, that seems like a lot of work. I mean, it's, also, already, been, it's already been 9,442 tweets. I believe they've published like one tweet uh, that wasn't a reply. If it was more, I missed the other ones. But like they're like, here's one of our favorite tips. And <laughs> it, was, it was how to quickly mark a message unread in mail on your iPhone. Ah. Uh, using uh 3d touch and it was amusing to me because it was like more steps than marking it unread just by swiping Wait, like so if you if yeah, you press on it that. and then press a little bit more and then slide to the side then you can slide again to mark it as unread or you can just you know swipe it a little bit and then it's unread and so either way whatever um but like i'm looking as, at their feed right now and they're tweeting like multiple times a minute in replies to people I, you know it's yeah. funny that you mentioned the tip thing because part of me i mean i remember a few years ago apple did like they almost did like a live blog of their own event uh and i think this this sort of brings up the same thing for me which is as someone who has spent a lot of time say writing tips and posting them online not as easy as it looks is it apple huh huh <laughs> easy you know, dan <laughs> my guess is the next step is once they get these t- tips and they, they've got so many tips on their twitter account they're gonna have to start a little site about all these tips maybe they'll call it apple world and so get ready for that <laughs> soon apple will be its own apple press and they're gonna start publishing rumors here's what we think we're going to announce no, the, next the, tuesday then there's an antitrust issue i can sue them again mm, okay have you sued them before i'm not at liberty to discuss that on the <laughs> podcast eworld.com still goes to apple.com oh they should bring that back that's a brand that really has some equity left in it (laughs) well i think the 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 negative equity is all is all but drained i I did not i did not say that it was positive (laughs) (laughs) that's the that's the point everybody's pretty much forgotten about it except for us except for us so that's it that's all that happened in tech Because we can go back to talking about underwear. I'm telling you. What about ice or cream? Or ice cream? Or ice cream? Oh my gosh. Uh, Hold on. The I'm... two don't mix well. Underwear. <laughs> That's what you say. <laughs> it's your story. Should we talk about the 9.7 inch iPad Pro that we argued about last week again? <laughs> Dan, do you, do you? I don't think you're. I don't think you're prepared for that. Okay. All right. But I'm on cold medicine, so don't you know? <laughs> don't start with me. All right. Uh, I don't even remember. Was that what we did? We, was that what we argued about? <laughs> that was so. that was one thing that we argued about. <laughs> okay. I don't remember what the other one was. It was good. It was e- equally that. important, I'm sure. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. I'm skimming through Cut to see what this. else is going on. <laughs> Tim Cook, tech seekers, tech CEOs, and top Republicans attend secretive meeting about Donald Trump. Nope, skipping right over that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Apple approves the. They approved that FlexBright iOS app that oh. adjusts like the display temperature. And then, and, then pulled, they and then pulled it. <laughs> it. It made no sense for that app to be approved. I don't like, really understand that they're what putting is it happening. into the next version of iOS, right? It made no sense. But, there was no reason to so approve wait, it. it was I'm stupid. Sorry. Oh, it's a, it's a, 
um, the thing so you can look at the the iPhone at night and there's no blue light shining. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they made a third party app that did it. And Apple approved it, but it was an idiot who approved it, as the App Store <laughs> approval system is seemingly staffed by morons half the time. Uh, I'm oh, never going to get my apps approved now. God, yeah, really. And, good luck. Uh, at least they rejected uh, my only the one of the two apps I ever submitted got rejected. Just to be clear. Yeah. Well, it, good news is at least that app did not contain ransomware. <laughs> oh yeah. So um, can you uh, can somebody define exactly what ransomware is? Ransomware basically is a piece of a type of malware. Yes, I can. That, <laughs> Shut up, Lex. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, it's a type of malware that encrypts your hard drive and then basically okay. holds it for ransom until you pay them money to. Because I was I was back. unclear as to whether it was just like kind of constantly popping up and saying, "Hey, send us money," or if it was no, really like it's actually really, doing something it's really that locks nasty. up your. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's that's. I mean. There's probably, you know, more malicious forms, but I'm not sure there's anything more dickish than ransomware. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, and so essentially, so if you're not following this particular story, uh, an app called Transmission, which is a BitTorrent client, was infected with this ransomware. Uh, and I think specifically it affected people who downloaded it from their website within a specific time frame. Um, my understanding, at least on other stuff I've read, is that it didn't affect people who already had the software where it auto-updated to this version. I believe um, that's right. Because they specifically changed, like, a they broke into the website, essentially, and changed the disk image to bundle in this ransomware. And I think they were asking for, like, essentially, like, a Bitcoin to to unlock your stuff, which is, like, 400 bucks or something like that. Um, of course, you know, as with all these situations, there's no guarantee. <laughs> Um, right. So, you know, I, I've learned a lot about ransoms having watched procedural crime shows for the better part of my life. And I know that it's a it's a shitty situation. That's why you should back up. Yes. Well, and make sure that your backup doesn't encrypt it. So I was away from home when this broke um, this story. And so I went and like basically was like logging into my computer remotely and not only deleting this app, but removing it from my backup drive and uh i i actually ejected my local backup drive thinking well if it's not connected then maybe it won't get affected by this it didn't seem i looked at the all the instructions that are provided and it didn't seem like any of the copies of the app i had were infected with this uh but better safe than sorry was this was this one that i mean do you use that i do use transmission it's a great app um okay. yeah apparently their security for their website yeah could use some fixings <laughs> so yeah it, this is it's a um, but I mean, hey, there's, there's nothing that prevents this from happening for any sort of app, I guess. Right, they, right. It just happens to be a bit. Yeah, happens bit to be a bit torn client. So um, I download lots of Linux distros is all I'm saying. <laughs> a lot of Linux distros. <laughs> I don't do anything with them. I never install them. I just download no, them. Well, yeah, no, you, you gotta, you gotta uh, stay on top of things. I'm, I'm a sharer, guys. I'm a sharer. Uh-huh. You're just, you're, you're, you're hosting them so that other people can can get to them um see you in hell dan see you in hell (laughs) what are you what are you going for i don't know i sell advertising for a living Uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) touche um so uh, this is borderline tech and BitTorrent related Uh, ice cream i have noticed That the oh. Netflix app's quality really varies dramatically from device to device. Um, I was oh really? Because I found that it's universally shitty now. Uh, well, so I, I don't mind it on the iPad terribly, and I actually don't mind it. I'm going to get stoned, but on my—I mean, I already am. But on my Samsung TV, it's built-in Netflix app, not terrible. And then the one that's on the TiVo Romeo is actually great. But 
Uh, what? The, the, like, so I, I wanted to watch House of Cards season, whatever the new season is, four, maybe. And um, I was thinking, boy, I would love a recap. And my TV and my TiVo were happy to show me, hey, here's a quick recap uh, before you dive in, where the iOS app and the Apple TV app are like, okay, you can just watch season four now. You're on your own. Like, go for it. And I think that's weird. Somebody should fix that. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't experienced a tremendous breadth of quality other than when I tried to use the built-in Netflix client on my parents' Blu-ray player connected to their 27-inch Sony CRT, which looked like crap, let me tell you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. Otherwise, on my iPad and, and on my Apple TV, it looks pretty good. You think the the app itself? Because it seemed like the app was better before the Apple TV came out, and then they were doing this thing where they were, like, like Hulu seemed like they pushed out a new version that they were trying to standardize across. Yeah, I don't like either of those apps as yeah. like an experience. I think they're right. Well, yeah, bad. that's what I was. That's more what I was. The video quality is of. fine, but the app. Yeah, like, I don't like the apps. I actually think it's like maybe even a little more stable in streaming um, than it was before. But um, I, I know, don't think the user experience is very good. I would have said that, except I recently in the last couple of weeks, specifically on the Apple TV, I've had some some bugs um most often when using plex on the apple tv which would just freeze at random points <laughs> no relation <laughs> <laughs> not maybe, at all netflix maybe, but go maybe, ahead maybe maybe it'll come around and be funny again one of these moments uh, <laughs> I, but I, I would be watching something it would freeze i would like back out of the the video and it would be like oh, i can't reach the server and then I would back out and try any of the other apps and none of them would work. And I would have to like get the Apple TV. I was restarting it at first and this kept happening. And so I eventually determined I could go log off my wireless network onto another wireless network and then rejoin my network and everything would be fixed. So I have no idea what's causing that bug, but it's super annoying. And then today yeah. I was using Hulu to stream something and it froze. And I had to like, and then Hulu started freaking out. Like I would try to watch it on my iPad or something or bring it up. And it's like, oh, you can only watch on one device at a time. And I'm like, I am not watching anything. <laughs> so I don't know. The Apple TV has been uh, good, but underwhelming. See, my, my experience has been exactly the opposite. My exactly Apple TV, the opposite? Yeah, yeah, because my Apple TV watching experience has been pretty good. Every once in a while, I have to I have restart it just to clear up something, but not that often. And I and my wife and I watch it practically every night. And whereas with my iPad, <laughs> which guy. I usually, yeah, right, how about that, huh? Me and my wife watching TV, huh? Um, when I make dinner, I have the iPad out in the kitchen, and I'm usually watching something, and... I always have to like turn the Wi-Fi off at some point and turn it back on in order to get it streaming again. So interesting. Yeah, I didn't think. Of it. I mean, it might be positioning. Yeah, I, I mean, I not when you, it's like it doesn't seem like it would. No, be that it's, because it's, it's also literally you're right, like five feet from your router, right next to the router. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't know what's going on there. It might be a bug in that particular app. Um. That causes something to freak out in the network configuration. Possibly. I don't know. Um, but I had been using it before and it wasn't giving me any problems. And then I was catching up on a bunch of old shows and suddenly it was it was freaking out every time. So I don't know what the deal is. But I mean, and I don't mean to suggest I don't like my Apple TV. I do use it every day. But it is it is I think as we discussed before, it is not the revolution I was hoping for. <laughs> the revolution was not televised. Was not televised. Oh, God. It's almost as bad as the Lex jokes. <laughs> <laughs>
I do wish the ice cream truck were still here because now See? I totally get some. Get some ice cream. You scream. Lex scream for ice oh, cream. Oh, we're going to have no listeners next week, huh? <laughs> I can't really blame them either. <laughs> how are they going to know? It's the week after they're not going to listen. Uh, oh, that's what you mean. Uh, okay. Uh, Man. Jeez. Well, John, I, I hope won't. you feel better soon. Okay. It doesn't seem like I will ever well again. <laughs>